0: The voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of beep, 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 beep. Warning, 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 severe dose of Kool-Aid about to be spilled on your ears. Not sure how that turned into a robot voice, by the way. Welcome in. It's Clubhouse Conversation. I'm Davo on the dish after a Royals series victory over the best fans in baseball. We took three out of four over the mighty Cardinals as the Royals emerge victorious three to two in a good old fashioned pitchers duel. That made me happy there as I sat in section 132 row D tonight with a couple. We'll call them redneck Cardinals fans. They earned that right. A couple redneck Cardinal fans. Talk, talk, talk. Didn't say too much, though, after that sixth inning. I thoroughly enjoyed tonight's game, if you can't tell. And this is a legit pitcher's duel tonight. It's not like some of these Royals games we've seen in the early part of this year where the Royals pitcher was obviously good, but the opposing pitcher was just you know, decent with horrible approaches. No, this is a legit pitcher's duel, as it was last night. And the Royals had a chance to win both of these two pitchers' duel. They did tonight, and they damn near came back last night. But it's good to see. The Royals are finally hitting suspect pitching and hanging in there against respectably to above-average good pitching. And that's a beautiful thing, because as we know, with the the starting pitching the Royals have, the bullpen they have, at least the back end of their bullpen, if this lineup can be league average, this team has a damn good chance at ending their postseason drought. But, you know, I warned you about the Kool-Aid. You know, for the most part, I'm pretty objective. I do get a little high sometimes, a little low sometimes, but for the most part, it's more high than it is low. But the Royals, as we talked about, they needed this series win. What have I been saying? I said they had to get out of Toronto with at least a split. They did that. I said they really needed to win three out of four against St. Louis to get back to two under. Because at some point, you've got to start beating good teams. Since you lost to bad teams, you've got to cancel out the bad series by winning some of the good series. So now we can cancel out that three out of four loss to Cleveland that was brutal. Now I need to cancel out another one. we still got to cancel out the Houston series, and we still got to cancel out, um, you know, the Tiger series later in the year when we play them. So next we need to have a big series against the Yankees. And God, the Royals line up great against the Yankees. They really do. They miss the Yankees' best pitcher. We'll discuss that here a bit later. It looks really good on paper, the Royals versus the Yankees. But let's get back to this series. I mean, Detroit's starting to lose. You know, granted they're playing Toronto, who loses about once every three weeks. But the Royals are back to within four games of Detroit now. And the way things are going with Two thirds of the American League competing for a wild card. You know, and I, I understand that the whole division's competing right now in the AL Central, but I'm fairly confident that the Royals are no worse than the third you know, third best team in this division at worst. Probably the second best at worst. The Royals are better than the Twins, the Indians, the White Sox over the span of a full season. And the Tigers, so far, they have not been. Even despite Detroit's latest, you know, debacles. Detroit still threw around the Royals like they were a ragdoll. The five games we've played them so far. So let's not forget that. But, you know, the Royals, it's almost getting to the point where if, if they just keep winning and start beating Detroit a little bit head to head, is it going to be easier to catch Detroit than it is the wild card teams? So there's many teams that are in the wild card, knowing that some of those wild card teams are going to catch fire, some are going to add more payroll. You know, it's something to think about. But let's focus on this game. Let's break this one down here. Yordano Ventura was a baller tonight. Absolutely spectacular when you consider the scare he put us through just, what, 11 days ago? He comes out six innings, which is more than I expected. I told you last night coming in, my goal was five innings, two runs. He did one better. He went six innings, two runs on seven hits and two walks. So nine base runners in six innings, you know, 1.5 for the whip, only 1K, but the Cardinals are a damn good professional hitting team. They're not a great lineup, but they're a damn good lineup. They've got professional hitters. They were sitting on his fastball trying to ambush him, no doubt. They did a couple times early. But the good thing to me, I'll throw out the strikeouts in this game. Ventura was effective, and he was hitting 97 to 98 in his last inning. I saw him hit 100 once, I believe, in the fourth when he overthrew. It was a pitch way upstairs. But he was consistently hitting 96, 97. I saw him top out at 98 there in the sixth inning. So, you know, the pitch count was good, 91 pitches in six. It's pretty good. It's 15 in an inning for him. That's pretty good. Could have gone seven had injuries not been a concern. And the Royals' bullpen, filthy. A guy that no one's going to talk about that we need to talk about in this game was Francis Lee Bueno. Because I'll fully admit, I love Francis Lee Bueno. I have the last couple of years. I thought he's been kind of underutilized last year, as was Lewis Coleman last year. Of course, Coleman has come back down to earth this year, back in Omaha now. But Bueno, I thought has been really underused. I like the kind of sidearm he's added this year. I don't remember him dropping down much in the past. Has he done that before? I don't remember that. I think it's a new thing, but give him credit. He comes out for his first start since what? The first homestand when he got injured trying to field that base hit up the middle against the White Sox. He gets a one, two, three seventh inning on 12 pitches nine strikes. Pounding the zone. Francisco Bueno came in in a high leverage situation. The Royals up just one. Got the job done. I was frankly surprised Ned Yoz went with him over Aaron Crow. Although, I guess Aaron Cross pitched two days in a row, hasn't he? So that was kind of, maybe that makes sense then. I forgot about that. But anyway, Wade Davis comes in for the eighth. Great job, De Bueno. Wade Davis comes in. The bomb didn't strike anybody out tonight. It's gotten to the point where Wade Davis is so good, so efficient, so nails out there that if he doesn't strike anybody out, it's like a disappointing outing. You know, he breaks his long string of, you know, strikeouts every single outing slash inning as he gets him one, two, three. Thanks to a nice coming in catch, kind of a half dive catch by Gerard Dyson. Very nice play. And center field to get out of the eighth. And Greg Holland, a little infield single. And we had shades of Don Dinkinger. The runner was obviously easily safe at first. You can see that with a naked eye. It wasn't even close. So I was shocked that they called him out. The replay, of course, overturned it. But Don Dinkinger somewhere had to have been lighting up a cigar and just laughing at that, didn't he? But Holland works around it. Just, oh, my goodness. Two strikeouts. Beautiful thing. Royals tonight. Played pretty good defense. You know, the Cardinals' second run, perhaps Eric Hosmer could have knocked that ball down on the infield. I don't know. But sh- good defense. You know, Alex Gordon gunned out another guy at second base You had that play by Dyson. So we can definitely call this good defense tonight. Great pitching, no doubt. And I'll, I'll go ahead and call it a good offensive night for the Royals. It's kind. Of, it sounds kind of silly when they only scored three, but they made it count. You know, strung together a couple extra base hits in a row. In that sixth inning, you had Alcides Escobar doubling. Noriaoki doubling. Infante, professional bat, grounds out to move the runner to third. Hosmer singles with a tying run. Butler flies out. Gordon, a blooper. Salvia seeing I single up the middle. In those you know, The last two hits of that inning were kind of you could call them, the Cardinals might say, oh, they were BS hits. You know, fair enough from, from their perspective, but don't forget that Mike is there in that fifth inning or sorry, that was the the third inning. He had had that, you know, that laser to first base. It turned out to be a double play, which easily could have put the Royals ahead one nothing with Kane running, and given the Royals a runner at second with nobody out, if that ball's even a few inches either way. So, you know, there was that one. The Royals hit a couple other balls well. Moose hit one well in the gap, his second A B too. The fifth inning was kind of disappointing. He had a leadoff double from Butler, a walk to Gordon. Sally advanced the runners to second and third. Kane, infield pop out. Moose, line one to left center. So, you know, for I always really believe that, as I keep telling you here on, on Davos Dish, if you listen consistently, hopefully you do, I believe that things even out in baseball. Royals hit some, as Denny Matthews would call them, trolley wires tonight and got a couple bloops and, a, and, and, and seeing eye infield single up the middle. It evens out. The Royals won this game fair and square. They were better tonight, and that's impressive. They were better three out of four games in the series. You could argue that they were just about damn near better last night. Had they not blown, you know, a few different scoring chances earlier in the game, or had that ball Escobar murdered in the ninth, been just a few feet either way, we'd be looking at a four-game sweep. But three out of four, fantastic. No complaints. You're two under now. You dug a hole, not near as bad as last year. You're once you get back to 500, you're back to even. The hole's gone once you're at 500. And I told you my goal was to hit the road at 500. So. My goal was to split the Yankees and sweep Cleveland. I may, Either way, however you get there, you need to win four of the next six games in this homestand. Four of the next six will get you out of town at 500. I was saying we'd split with the Yankees, but I almost think we have to get three out of four now. And I'll tell you why. Let's check out the pitching matchup. First of all, you've got Chase Whitley and Jeremy Guthrie tomorrow. Whitley, uh, 19 innings this year. He's a right-hander. 21 hits. 15 Ks and 19 with three walks. Good control. 2.37 ERA. Solid right-hander. Nobody the Royals can't hit. After facing him after seeing Waka and Wainwright is going to seem like a walk in the park. I almost feel like it'll be like facing Shelby Miller tomorrow where the Royals can get to him for three or four runs in the middle innings. You need you need Jeremy Guthrie who throws tomorrow to give you you know six-plus innings, three runs or so against the Yankee lineup, four max, three or four runs. Get your three or four off the Yankees, guy. As we keep saying, make it a bullpen game. The Royals will win. I like their chances tomorrow. Game two, David Phelps, Danny Duffy. Phelps, one and three, a 4-1-1. He has 15 games, six as a starter, 46 hits in as many innings, 40 Ks, 20 walks. Okay, decent. League average right-hander, maybe not quite league average, probably below league average. So you've got basically a slightly above league average right-hander because the sample size for Chase, I don't believe he's as good as his stats are. You've got a guy who is slightly below league average to so league average in Phelps. Hiroki Kuroda on Sunday. He's 4-3 with a 4-2-7 against Shields. God, Shields is so due for a gym, isn't he? Love our chances in that game. I think the first two are kind of coin tosses. I think we're going to win game three. So let's say we win two of those first three You go into that game Monday. Vidal Nuno against Vargas. Nuno is 1-2 and two with a five three three. Love the Royals in that matchup. I think the Royals won the last two, split the first two You get three out of four. Win that first game tomorrow becomes pretty doable to win three out of four. Lose that first game, it's a little iffy. But the Royals need to get at least a split out of this. That's, like I said, four and two the rest of the homestead. I don't care how they get there. I'd rather beat Cleveland in a way, you know, the head-to-head central division to get their confidence back especially. I'd rather split the Yankees and win two. But either way, get to four and two, get out of town at 500, and we're right where we need to be as far as where we were, at least. I mean, the start of the year, you wouldn't take it, probably, if you said 500 on June 11th. You wouldn't take that. But the way things were after the Astros, tell me you wouldn't take that with the Blue Jays and the Cardinals and the Yankees and the Indians coming up. And the Royals get Detroit here pretty soon, about another eight or ten days. It would be interesting if the Royals are within three to four games of Detroit at that point. The Royals can do some damage, get back in this thing. It's exciting. The draft was tonight, too. That's exciting. We will have a very exciting announcement about that tomorrow for you, by the way, here in Clubhouse Conversation. Very exciting announcement about the draft tomorrow. And I'll also break it down later in the weekend. I don't want to do that till it's over. It's not really worth it right now. So, there we go. That's the dish for the Cardinals. Probably will not have one tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to be able to see the full game tomorrow. As I always tell you, if I don't see the full game, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to read the box score like a lot of these other people do. A lot of bloggers on the internet seem to read the box score and claim they know everything. No. If if I'm not seeing the whole game with my two eyes, I don't like to talk about it. So good chance I'm not going to get to tomorrow. Tomorrow will only be like the third game I've missed all season, by the way. But so if not, we'll be back with you on Saturday for sure here on Clubhouse Conversation. Should have an exciting announcement though tomorrow during the day at some point as well for you here on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good night.